Welcome to Risky Thoughts with Rob and Roy. I'm Rob. And I'm Roy. And today we have Zhang. Hello, thinkers. <laughs> <Again>. Back again. <laughs> He's back at it. Um, so our last episode, we had Trevon on on the show as a panel member. We're going to try to do that in the future again. Um, once again, I also want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank, you know, everybody who's kind of shared our podcast. Uh, we have had an increase in views. Apparently, Rob is the... The metrics guy? Yeah, he's the metrics guy. He analyzes those and... Yeah, we had... Um, we've had steady growth. Steady. Put it that way. Okay, yeah. And we also want to sincerely, sincerely apologize for last week. We didn't... We weren't able to get up an episode... You know, I am. I started a new role. You know, we're all moving, right? I know that was the actually the episode we did try to record, and it kind of didn't go so well. So we had to kind of can it. Well, actually, it went great. But yeah. The problem is we didn't double check the technicals to make sure the audio was functioning correctly. Right. So we sat here for an hour, recorded a great, great masterpiece. Oh, man, it episode, was amazing. And it sounded like a dog's <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. And now I was just living legends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, man. <laughs> the myth of yeah, moving men. Um, so we had a conversation with Siobhan just recently. Um, and we were I was trying to I'm trying to find the energy to kind of push through this new job and new role I'm taking, right? And all of the anxieties and the stress and like I've obviously come to Point. You know, we're all millennials, right? This is why I want to do this episode. And we're kind of, we're entitled, right? And, you know, there's this kind of thought that keeps um, coming back to me of that, that this little slice of nothing, right? Somebody would kill for, someone would die for it. So it's like, it's, it's given me a great amount of energy to kind of pivot my negative thoughts about having to work, a nine to five, you know, like we, as we talked before, I was not very keen on that, but I'm doing it now, but I'm, you know, part of being pragmatic is being able to manipulate yourself into doing what you need to do. Right. And what we think we need to do. So, you know, today I want to talk about taking things for granted, right. You know, we are millennials. Right. So I think it'd be a good, it would be wise as a listener to this episode, uh, to listen to the previous episode with the interview with Siobhan, absolutely, just to give you a baseline of where Roy is sort of positioning himself from. Yeah, uh, it was a a conversation that acted as an eye opener for how lucky we actually are as Canadians and as second generation or third generation Canadians right. who've kind of had things you know handed to us and um, you know sort of respecting the the positives that that, yeah. we, that we have in our lives right. and being grateful for them because we definitely are not. So I wanted to, I want to, I want to kind of start with a story because actually this is relevant to all three of us right now. A couple of weeks ago, me and Rob, we went to do a very laborious job in a factory just for fun. Right. Um, and what we had to do is we had to take a bunch of carpets and skid them. Right. So I don't know if you're willing to talk about that. I am, yeah, of course. So, like, that was a very tough job. Like, there was a lot of crouching. It was four hours of just pure labor. And at the end of it, like, the guy's ass is like, whoa, like, you know, we're not young men anymore. So, like, this is definitely very difficult. We're in our 30s, right? And, you know, the guys were asking us, like, there were a lot of them were South Asian, and the boss was like a 
Punjabi. They were mostly Indian and Punjabi. Yeah, yes. Indian and Punjabi, right? And they're just like, you know, when's the last time you did this job? And like, we both looked at each other and we're both like crippled. Like our, our muscles are like just <laughs> jello. For half a shift. For half a shift. And half a trailer. Right. And we did it together. You're supposed to do a trailer by yourself. So just imagine opening up a trailer. A like 50 a footer, yeah. Yeah. And it's just packed to the brim with boxes and carpets. And we had to skid all of them. You know, a fi- you know 52 like a skid you know i don't know i know this is a language that you guys might not understand but you know everyone knows what a skid is but the point is it's just like every time maybe, we do, maybe everyone doesn't know what a skid is i think <laughs> <laughs> the point is yeah like it was tough and they asked us when when, when when's the last time we did this and we me and rob said we've never done this in our entire life right well so, that specific task we've done laborious tasks before, yeah, laborious. anyways but yeah no for sure i'm just saying like you know what i mean like to that degree but um so now if you don't mind, Zang, I'm going to kind of throw you in here. and Yeah, because I'm asking about doing this work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> After hearing the story, like, yeah. part of me is like, how bad could it be? Yeah. Because like, but at the same time, I go from like this like office job guy to yeah. like labor, like moving boxes, boxes out, of, yeah. <laughs> out of a truck. I don't know, man. I think you're going to transition okay. I think it's we're making it out to sound so much worse than it actually is. Yeah. The carpets was a specific product that was difficult to move. Right. And let's not get into the mechanics as to why it was more difficult. So I'm, just, but I'm praying I don't get a carpet. <laughs> pretty much, man. Yeah. Like just cross your fingers, dude. Yeah. But you if know, like carpets, just leave. The thing is, like, anytime I'm dealing with like just some, like horrible things happening, I always like to I like to make the joke that hey, at least it's not you know. D-Day and we're storming the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. Well, this is the whole point of the episode. It's like, we're such ungrateful pieces. Of shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we it wasn't even, like, we got paid, we could, that particular day, we didn't get paid that well. Yeah. But that job pays reasonable. Like, it's 160 bucks clean money for, it was supposed to be a four-hour shift. Yeah. That's 40 bucks an hour of cash. Like, that's good money, man. That's a huge earnings if you can maintain eight hours a day making 40 bucks a day, 40 bucks an hour. Yeah. Clean after taxes, that's like $55 an hour of salary. Think about it, that's like $170,000. That's a six-figure salary, really. You know? So I was going like, and I'm just like, because obviously you're taking a very positive approach to this. I'm still like burned by the incident. <laughs> like I used to go to Good Life every single day. Like, you know what I mean? I'd do like an hour-long workout and then I would do a little bit of a run. Like this was like four Good Life like classes plus like 15 20 kilometers of like running. running it all jam-packed in four hours so like that was like severe exhaustion but you yeah, know I'm, I mean, I'm gonna train for like a week i'm gonna <laughs> yeah like, you know move some boxes at home like up and down the stairs and then no 100 percent. it's like it's so I feel, I feel like i have to or else i won't survive <laughs> yeah like i that's it's such a weird way that we're talking that we're it's like this is like you remember tough mutter like that, yeah. you know, it's this is like we have to train to do like a trailer. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. But I mean, they did say to us like all the guys that were in there. First of all, they were younger, so their bodies definitely heal faster and whatever. Yeah. Um, but they did say that like it gets easier, right? Like the first week is hard. Yeah. And then you just grow accustomed to it, like anything else, right? Yeah, yeah. You're putting yourself through some form of like endurance. Like it's not the right word for it, but you're like enduring some form of labor and stress on your body, yeah. you can grow accustomed to it just like going to the gym, right? right. So, so did that experience give you guys a new appreciation for <laughs> there was a office lot, jobs? You know, or... I, I, I mean, did it? We did it for a day. So to say that we learned anything yeah. 
or to say that we suffered some. So level. you gotta yeah. you gotta give it a little bit more time, eh? Yeah. yeah I would I would say though that yes, given the amount of suffering that we thought we endured for a night, yeah. and realizing this is hard work, and people that do this job, like it's a transient. So the job is a job placement through an agency. Right. Right. So the only time that people usually go to agencies is if you can't get full time work. Yeah. Or if you're looking to just add filler time to make some money. So you got to remember, these roles are not intended to be like full-time, long-time positions. Yeah. So um, I would say that like looking from the outside in, yeah, I don't want, I would not want to have to do that every single day of my life. But to say that like, oh, I'm so appreciative of my job in the office now. I don't think that that realization was made in that, in that moment, but I did gain respect for those who do these kinds of jobs mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that much i would say well okay fine so that's an interesting place to kind of start it's like you didn't feel so it, it didn't have an effect on your current well because i think my current job comes with its price too right like i mean the pay is great right but there is a like there's no physical stress but i have extreme mental stress right extreme mental stress is For how, sure. how you would describe it eh well in in moments of like when we're busy yeah. like if i'm building multiple buildings simultaneously every project in construction has problems always like always. there is there's no such thing as a perfect job yeah like the drawings and the specs they're only like a guideline to how to get things done there's always in situ problems that occur that create like spontaneous requirements of like you yeah. know you need to act quickly or there are severe consequences financially or schedule consequences or whatever urgency right right yeah. so like you you have to act instantaneously to a situation in order to prevent and that's the part that gets the stress the stress comes on because you're afraid of the consequences so i don't think that actually executing the solution is the stressful part I think the stressful part is if you don't execute the solution, the consequences of you'd be paying a price. Yeah, right. and like that could, fu- like in theory, I mean, it could cost you a job. Like if you have a, a full time position as a project manager working for a construction company, I'm not saying that if you make a mistake once, you're going to lose your job. But if you make a mistake that costs the company two million dollars, like yeah, there's probably going to be a good chance that you're not going to be around for very long because, you know. You cost the company more money than you earn in 10 years. So, like, you're obviously a liability to the company. And as a liability, you have to go. Okay, so I got to ask you. If you were paid the same amount of money moving boxes. I'd move boxes. <laughs> you wow. move boxes. I'd move boxes, yeah. yeah. Same. I would. I wow. seriously would. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, uh, remember we did an episode a while back, you know, we we're talking about, like, how I live, like, a ragtag life, like, that's one of the biggest reasons why I liked building decks. You know, you got a, it's a really nice margin, like nice enough to live for two months. You know what I mean? Like based on like a very like modest lifestyle. And it's just like, there's no stress. The stress was very minimal, right? Yeah. Because like what's going to go really wrong? Well, what deck? happens though when you're building a deck and your client is like some crazy, crazy person who's yeah. like threatening to not pay you or the company that you work for yeah. because you're not performing. Well, that's why we have. And if you're relying on that income from that deck to feed you for two months, like you just described, yeah, and they say I'm not going to pay you, what are you going to do for two months? Well, this is it, right? (laughs) I mean, you can no, of course that that definitely applies, and we've definitely had customers like that. Most of our customers were good. Like we do 
fire certain customers like if we're like oh you're asking for okay this is right off the bat you know you know what it is when you go into quote a job right we had one guy he's just like you need to do this and that and that you know be we want pictures every day and so sure pictures are you know like what for a deck you know what i mean for a deck literally me and the guy i was working with you know we just said fuck this guy no so absolutely not. Like you have the liberty and luxury of firing your customer. Yeah, because you have food at your table when you come home. If well, you don't have if that, you don't. You don't have, you have to luxury. do it, right? It. No, it's right. and that's the thing about those people working in those places where they're unloading trailers. They don't have yeah. the food on the table, so they either slave yeah. all day to get a, a paycheck, or right. they don't eat. Like yeah. that's, and that's where we have to learn to be grateful. Yeah, like that's the part that we should be grateful for, not the fact that we work in an office. Right. Be grateful for the fact that you have have a job. Exactly. You know what I mean? You like that's the, the, literally, man. And I, you know, that's I, I have to agree. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I gotta ask you a bit more on the stress part. Like, you ever lose sleep? Yes, for sure. Not anymore. But I did in the beginning of the career. You, you get, it's like anything else, man. If you get a job and you're working for a company for ten years, you making a mistake, they're not gonna fire you because you've put ten years of service in, and obviously you've proven yourself. So if you make a mistake, it's gonna be recognized as a mistake. If you make a mistake at the early stages, like in the first year of your job, they might think you're just incompetent and you're not capable of performing. Mm-hmm. So you're expendable at that point. But if you put years in and you've earned your keep and you've sort of proven that you're capable, making a mistake doesn't have as dire consequences. So the whole losing sleep part for me comes like, well, if I make a mistake and I just started a new company, I am going to lose sleep because I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job completely. And then I have to scramble to find another job. But in terms of am I losing sleep over the actual problems at the job site? Like in some situations, yes, because safety's on the line. Mm-hmm. And perhaps like there's an actual incident that may have occurred where someone got hurt or even died. Right? Like construction accidents are like the most common of all accidents uh, in workplaces. And they usually have the most severe outcomes. Right? Like I have seen guys die on sites. You know, I've seen guys literally fall off windows and skyscrapers. Like they fall out. That's a like a that's a mistake. Like that. Well, would that's be because, fired. Yeah. I, I, well, that would be someone getting fired because the protocol wasn't followed yeah. to ensure that safety. That's not just fired. Yeah. That's not just you're getting sued and you'll probably go to jail. Yeah, that's a for lot misconduct of yeah. as, as a project manager or site supervisor. Yeah. I worked for a guy who actually had a scaffold collapse on one of his projects. Wow, man. The guy was doing something like $100 million worth of revenue in a year. Like that's, His company was doing very well. Wow. Right? Um, and uh, they had this incident occur. It was, on, it, it was on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Okay? It's in the papers. It was in the oh, news. Oh, I think I... Okay. Yeah, it happened like maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago now. I think it was actually 2009, I think is when it actually happened. But yes, it was it was a big story because it was Christmas Eve and three guys lost their life. Fuck. They fell off of a swing stage on a building and they all died. Yeah. The project manager on the project was, was the owner of the company, was being tormented by the media. Like they were basically trying to like crucify this guy. Right. Felt bad for him for that. Um, and the site superintendent served time. He did six months in prison. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, because there was negligence on their part to follow through with the safety protocol. Like there are responsibilities you have as a site superintendent or as a project manager to make sure you've got the right sign-offs that indicate that everything is safe and that you have done everything that you can possibly do to prevent an incident from happening. And if you didn't do that, you are culpable and responsible for the lives and safety of those who are on your job site. Yeah. Right? So that's when I would say I might lose some sleep if something like that comes up. Yeah. But I mean, it does come up in like a career, right? All the time. 
all the time. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, for, I guess, like, people who don't work in these industries, like, don't yeah. take that stuff for granted. Like, I mean, just think about, like, you know, I work, I used to work in an office job. Like, the stuff that I lose sleep over, like, it's nothing. I think that's yeah. why I didn't go into, like, engineering work because I was like, oh, people's lives are on the line and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because now you're obviously seeking employment. Yeah. And so you're on the other side of this fence and where we're here bitching about our jobs yeah. where you are looking for a job. Yeah. So... What is your position on our attitude towards bitching about our jobs when you are in the per- position where you're seeking employment? I mean, I get it because I like I'm I'm looking at the job postings and I'm like, do I really want to like manage like you know a couple million dollars in like on an ad account like like it's kind of the same. Well, it's not in the same realm, but like you were saying, like if there's a mistake. Or something, there's like a delay or something happens on site, like costs like millions of dollars and people lose their jobs over that. 100%. And then it's like careers get ruined over that. So, I mean, it makes me think about like, you know, what do I want for my career? Part of it, it's like I want to like do the safe route. But, you know, then I think about like, man, lifting box and stuff. I could get hit by a forklift. Like <laughs> I, I, I could lose a foot. Yeah. So I'm it's just there's there's no safe spaces out there. Yeah. Like work is just I mean, I'll go back to I think I'm just gonna keep going back to that Normandy piece and just say like yeah. whatever job we do, like if I'm losing well, sleep or whatever, that's like at like least an interesting at least we're not in yeah. the trenches. At least like yeah. you know, I can't remember who who else I was talking this about the other day, but yeah, like I can't believe what it's like to be in like a serious like war. Like World War One. Yeah. Like getting trench foot? Like I was telling him, like I, I don't think I would make it. Yeah, I, I don't think I would either. To be honest, fuck. I don't yeah. think any of us would. No millennial, zero millennials. There's not, not one person. Maybe there's obviously some people, but I think you would because you're a coward. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was just only saying that because I was thinking about that like myself. Yeah. So like I would like I would make it up the war. And, okay. Like, just to be people- clear, he was just projecting <laughs> yeah. that onto me. <laughs> well, I was just thinking like. Like, I'd probably make it out of the war and then people would think I'm some hero, but yeah. I was just a coward that, like... <laughs> you just ran. Yeah, just, just like, like hit, oh hit, in, the, hit in the shed. Jeez. And I was like, where's your medals? Oh, you don't have a medal? You're definitely a coward. <laughs> All take, cowards don't have medals. Take someone else's name. <laughs> like, you know, like, well, I mean, that, that is the one thing that, like, we have to always consider is that we're living in a time, in a place yeah. where we do have a lot to be grateful for and we Absolutely. overlook it every single day. You were talking, like, even in the Shravan interview, you yeah. had mentioned that, you know, he's never seen bridges and roads this wide before. Yeah. Like, do you guys ever think about that when you're driving? Like, holy shit, look no. at the luxury of this fucking nice No, that's road. why it was no. so great to just, like, hear about that. And I was like, yeah. that's actually so true. Because I've been to a lot of places. I've been to third world countries. And it's like, yeah, it's... If you forget, and it's so crazy that, like, you can have these experiences and, and then all of a sudden get so caught up in your first world problems. Yeah. And then you guys just step back. I think this like not having a job for me is kind of good too because it it actually made me really appreciate like what I did have before. And now I'm like, I'm pretty sure I won't be so quick to like throw it all away. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it was COVID. I was just like, oh, this world is crazy. It's fucked. Like I need to just separate from whatever I was doing. But, you know, maybe there's something else. I'm like, maybe, yeah, I was like deeply unhappy about my, my position and just the meaningless of it all. But mm-hmm. like... I think somewhere in there, there's like, just even being in Canada and being in like a first world country, like there's, there's got to be a lot of meaning in that, right? There's a ton of it. 
we're like we just we're so blind to it we're so yeah. ignorant to it that's a better word for it yeah it's um so this i mean this episode we're talking about taking things for granted and now we're starting to get back on track with this topic and a lot of friends of mine told me like you know Roy, you need to travel more dude like you need to see what it's like like in not not saying travel to like a like a hotel and like a you know like a resort i'm saying like you got to freaking travel to like become cultured s- become cultured and you know understand like how shit people's living conditions are like you don't have to travel but like there's a lot of videos online now that kind of give you that vicarious experience I, I, yeah but I, I think that the personal experience would be much more yeah influential 100 yeah, maybe i'll have a vr version of that yeah oh i can't wait for that <laughs> just take it off when you want i'm just kidding but like it's it's it, it it's it's part of that. That's where the the complaining comes from. We're feeling entitled, even when Trevon was telling us about the bridges and stuff. It's just like I was not thinking about the bridges. I was thinking about the job that we had. We went we went out to go do a job, to take some photographs, right? And like I'm like thinking about the job and like you know Trevon was definitely in the moment. It's just like oh this is beautiful. But it's really interesting. I've been listening to a lot of Sam Harris. I know we're on another tangent here. And what he says is like we we start focusing on the future too much and like the planning and all that stuff and like we're always working to get back to the present because there's so many things in our head right you know what i mean and like we can't be in the moment like right now you know what i mean we're like kind of in the moment right and when as soon as it's done we're all we gotta do this i gotta sell the house i gotta do this you know what I mean? it's all this like, all this shit right and it's just like you don't have that right now and it's like you, you should also not take that for granted you know what I mean? Like even this moment, like don't stress out on whatever you're looking for. It's just you, you get a chance to just observe the moment right yeah, now. Isn't that you know? so funny? You're so stressed out about having your job. Oh, I'm right so now. fucking yeah. stressed and out. You're stressed out about not having, having a job. job. Yeah. yeah, you're like in polar opposite yeah. states of mind. Well, it's kind of interesting. It's like when I need first be, when yeah. I first like quit my job, I had like a maybe like a three month period where it was like it was okay you know i was like really just taking it all in really appreciating life um and then just you know after that it's like reality hits you're just like okay well you got to sustain yourself and you got to like the future the the future future again is the future but i mean can't blame people for like always worry about the future because there's so like so many things can go wrong yeah and i guess maybe that's the other thing like people don't think about how things could go right i think people people get caught up in like what could be wrong and what's and also the other thing is looking at their current situation and just thinking about why it isn't right or why it isn't good that's the other part about taking things for granted like all all things considered like right now like it's pretty good yeah right like yeah there's stressors like tomorrow's problems or whatever but for the most part like most of the problems that we have don't like it doesn't like the bulk of the problem isn't like that long you know no. if can, even if you get yelled at at work it's like 15 minutes of getting yelled at but you'll spend like the whole day before the whole night you're like like thinking about how you're gonna get yelled at yeah what is that like because actually it comes one of, from childhood i think sorry i think that fear comes from childhood from childhood yeah i think so we're all afraid like, of our parents t- like yelling at us telling us not to do something yeah i it's actually one of be. our one of my closest friends like she just told me about a dream that she had right and i am going to say it on on air it's just like you know she, she's coming to class and she's not prepared for the test you know very similar to what you were kind of telling me about and it's like there's something in there like not being prepared like and you know 
getting yelled at, being publicly embarrassed, like, you know, you're not getting the right job you need, right? And like, it's, there's something there. I think if we were to kind of uncover that, perhaps there could be some sort of kind of like solace for us to, you know, free ourselves from whatever we're feeling right now. Parts of the solution are trying to be mindful of the present and the fact that I have a job and people would kill for it. Sure, that does work. But how do we, is that, what, do you guys think it's possible to well, overcome this completely? Yeah, I think, first of all, if you are mindful enough to be grateful for what you have, I think being yelled at doesn't bring as much anxiety because yeah. you don't, you actually appreciate that yeah. you're being yelled at. Yeah. Most of the time, if you're being yelled at by somebody in your life, it's because they actually just want better for you. Yeah, of Whether course. it's an employer, a parent, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you have malicious individuals, obviously, who will yell at you for the wrong reasons, who just want to make you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. But 90% of the time, like there's obviously a message behind why you're being yelled at. Right. Oh yeah, I'd say like ninety nine percent of the time. It's yeah, like, like yeah. you've done something wrong, yeah, and therefore yeah. this is where yell. Someone is yelling at you to tell you, you know, you've done something wrong. Just like your brain tells you when you put your hand on a hot stove, yeah. your brain yells at you and yeah. says, "This hurts. Get your hand away." It's the same kind of idea, mm-hmm. right? So like we need to. If you were to be able to appreciate and be grateful for even having somebody to yell, I was at just you, thinking about that. Yeah, you like, know, not taking that for granted. Like you have somebody that cares enough. To, to like to, to like yell at you and stuff. Yeah, and like this is again something that we always overlook. And what do we do with that? We bitch about it. We go home. We tell uh, our wives. We uh, tell our friends. What a fucking asshole my boss yeah. is. I can't yeah. believe he talked to me like that. Yeah, but he still pays you. Yeah, and he's he didn't like a fire good, you. You know what I mean? Like, and they're they're good people too. Like, it's just like what's how, where's the cognitive dissonance? I think there, here's you know? the other thing. I was just like, I'm the type of person that needs that painful reminder yeah. to like really like solidify like. Don't fuck this up. Yeah. Me too. Again. Yeah. I think all of us actually are. Like oh, yeah. That. I, think, yeah. I think most humans are in general. Yeah. Some, I mean, some not, but you know. Well, this is like a, the whole overarching concept of like, what do we need? Did we need religion? Right? Yeah. Like, do we, mm. well, yeah, we needed some punishment structure or something to keep us in line. Uh, some, see, something, so else, something else yeah. I want to talk about with respect to like taking things for granted. Because I, I just like, long story short, I had a string of like bad luck and it's just one of those weeks where I just like can't catch a break yeah and so a couple of days ago I dropped my phone and I had this phone for like a year and it's like dropped it like hundreds of times probably and just this one time it fell on a weird angle like hit the edge of something and it just and I was thinking like why am I not more careful about where I keep my phone like I've, I've dropped this thing like a hundred times and it's never broke and I just took took it for granted that like not like this you can't just keep dropping this thing yeah because the universe didn't yell at you for for, for dropping well phone. now it did it's just like <laughs> well now you're gonna learn yeah now i'm gonna learn it's such a painful yeah. matter like but there's so many things that i'm just maybe i'm just one of those people that like have a hard time taking care of things i don't know if you guys have that problem too like i think so like my parents and my family members like my wife a lot of people in my life would look at me and be like you're reckless uh you yeah know? i guess i am kind of a reckless person yeah, disorganized as well. There's a sloppiness yeah. to my methods. Same here. Yeah, you know I'm careless. <laughs> like these are all like words and like adjectives I would use to describe my behavior in life. Yeah, like I get parking tickets for no reason when I can just register my vehicle and like I would yeah. not. Get, but I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it in five minutes, and then eventually I just don't do it because like my brain's like. So like we need to get better though, right? Yeah, we do have to get better, and I think that's the whole point of this conversation and all of our conversations. So how do we get better? By being mindful. Right by being mindful yeah. of our character, mm-hmm. it's like that. It's like that reason why you didn't even 
care about your phone you weren't mindful of uh, of it right? because i just like didn't think it would break because you're just like oh i've got some type of protector on it like oh this phone like i can drop it from this height so you just stop like it's like but now i think you know with my next phone i'll just be like okay make sure you put your phone in a place where like it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's like treat it like a glass of water i think this is the whole thing about gratefulness you're not grateful for your phone. No, that's... Uh, right? You yeah. weren't grateful. I have a wife who, like, we're going through some shit in our life right now. Right. And, like, I could lose her. And I have a son as well. Right? Yeah. I could lose them. I could lose them. And the reason why I could lose them is because just like I treat my phone the same way that you treat your phone or my parking situation, it's because I'm not grateful for having it. And, like, I have had to learn through a very close call of the hard way Uh, that I need to be more grateful for my wife and my child and my family because they have all been through a lot with the shit that I've caused and they've supported me for it. So this, I have gone through an experience recently as well, much like your phone breaking. I almost broke my relationships and I've now had to like open my eyes and be more grateful for the fact that they are there in my life. And if we start treating everything like that, our jobs, and instead of sitting on a podcast bitching about how we don't have things Jeez. in this world, oh. maybe we'll have a different a different life. I gotta like one up you here, like with the. Oh, I know, because <laughs> like that's such an interesting point. Because like, I also want to bring up the fact like how many people take our lives for granted. Because mm-hmm. like like a couple years ago, I got hit by a car. I wasn't paying attention. I was just you gotta look. <laughs> oh you gotta look both ways. I remember this. Story. You gotta look both ways, and like, yeah. and I just like look in the corner of my eye of this like white honda civic and i just like jumped totally like smashed the mirror like i like landed on the floor i was like oh my god i hope i'm okay like i didn't smash my hips or something like this guy almost like fuck your phone you almost broke your body almost, dude. Almost, <laughs> like you broke your fucking but, you life know, it's so crazy because like i didn't i haven't even thought about that experience like in a yeah. long time but like i almost lost my life there and yeah, it's so it's so weird. Like you just kind of feels bad because I feel like I just like it's kind of frustrating because it almost feels like I don't learn. Like it's easy to say like okay, yeah, you got to take, you know, you got to you can't take things for granted. Yeah. You have to like you know. See, this is where I have to interject and add like a different kind of perspective. Like I do believe we are a punish-based society. Like with the news and everything, we're consistently told, oh, don't do that like because this is going to happen. But maybe we're just individuals. Maybe we're just individuals who don't learn that way. Like maybe Will we learned positive reinforcement. I think positive reinforcement. That's a load of shit. No, no, it fucking works. I don't right. buy it. I don't buy well, it. Well, okay. So I'm, I'm starting this habit where I try to write down three things I'm grateful for like every day. And I think that's that's made a positive impact on my life. Positive reinforcement. Like, it, I'm telling you, right. That's not positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement would be like, he gets a chocolate bar after he writes down all these three things. That's positive reinforcement. Or you get told, you did a great job today, Roy. Well, I that's mean... That's positive yeah. reinforcement. I mean, if I did that, I'd probably, probably keep the habit more. Yeah. Okay. It's I'm shown not saying that positive reinforcement never works. No, but statistically but it works issues, more. No, I don't believe that. It's, okay. Okay, so wait. What is our issue then? Just we... I think we just we're just forgetful people. Well, I think our brains are wired in a way that we 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 have a very difficult time of like remembering things. I don't like I have a very good memory, but when it comes to like remembering to be grateful, I forget that very quickly. I get complacent it's not a very habit. quickly. I feel like we need to make that thing a habit or something. So so how do we do that? How do you make it a habit? Maybe it's to the activity of writing it down every day. 
Maybe it's the journal that you're keeping. Yeah, maybe, maybe that will help. Maybe. But that's positive reinforcement. How is that positive reinforcement? Because where is his reward for writing things down? Well, the, the good, it's the good feeling that you good, get when you like. That's the whole idea. Like you write down do things, things you're grateful good feelings for, rather and you, than for yeah. like negative feelings. Like if you're like, oh yeah, fuck it, you fucked it up. Blah, blah. So you're positively reinforcing yourself. Like it's not pos- I think of positive reinforcement as like an external force where you get rewarded for behavior. It is. Not this is this is just rewarding. more subtle. It's like the behavior itself is. Reward. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's different than being rewarded for behavior. I mean, it's just semantics at this point. <laughs> okay, possibly. Yeah. yeah. But like my dog, when he gives me his paw and I give him a treat, that's positive reinforcement. Yeah. And that's shown to prove, like, that's psychologically proven, clinically proven to be more effective at, you know, making something a bit more permanent in terms of a behavior. I think almost being hit by a car or almost dying would teach me a lot faster. Then like give me a treat every time I go. Ah, uh, you would boys. think, but uh, let me <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was such point. a weird experience. That um, yeah, just like almost dying, and still I like kind of take my life for granted. Like, yeah, but, that's a pretty serious one. That's about as serious as it gets. Yeah. yeah, and same with me. You know what I mean? Like it's you had the health scares. I had, had the health scares and I'm still doing things that are kind of questionable here and there. Like how I, and like I also, after this we're going to go out for a smoke. Yeah, well, yes, okay. And then that and also I, I bought a motorcycle. So like you know what I mean? Like we're not learning, Rob. Like the, the negative reinforcement well, okay, is not Okay, so working. that's the other thing like I feel like this is all part of the karmic loop. Like karma, it's just, it's the universe is going to keep shitting on us until yeah. we finally get it. Until we die. Okay, let Maybe. me let me rephrase my statement actually, because yeah. I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off saying, because yeah. now it's bothering me what you just said, yeah. and the, the fact that I actually am questioning what I've said, yeah. and I think I'm also wrong, but I think you're also wrong, okay. and I think the answer is somewhere in the middle, Absolutely. where I think that you still need to be punished for bad actions, right. but you should be positively reinforced for good actions. Yes, I yes. think you need both of them. Yeah, for sure. I think you need both of them because the reality is just like you make a bad mistake as like a, a llama. Like a tiger's gonna like just come murk you. Yeah, you know yeah. what and I mean. I, I just interpret your message yeah. to be like, no, no, you shouldn't punish oh, your child. For no, doing no, wrong. yes, of course. Like, I think no, you it's, need to not, yeah, them. it's not black yeah. and white. You, yeah, it's, it's not just. I yeah, think yeah. it's like a mixture. I think, but predominantly, like, there has to be like a positiveness to the entire experience. Right. Do like, you think? Do you think we're just saying that because we didn't get enough positive reinforcement? That's children. Yeah, I, that's probably. Yeah. Well, maybe we got. I. It's so complicated well because you know because I, I know friends who are on like the other side where like all they got was positive reinforcement yeah but are they the, as fucked up as we are uh it's yeah well to some extent so what happens is they don't face adversity until like later into adulthood see but that's and then they and then they get like well then they can't yeah then they get crippled by it it's so, so weird too rob because it's like even in my head i think like your if your kid is breaking shit and you're like you give him a stern like push you know what i mean i actually okay so maybe on a clinical level i'm using the wrong language i still see that as a positive experience like you that, know that, that is not positive reinforcement. that's a okay okay then so it's not a positive reinforcement but like i'm just i'm thinking like positive experience like you know what i mean you get yelled at for doing something wrong is that a positive experience there's negative feelings attached to it right and no man come on you can't like there's no debating 
the definition of saying that, like, Roy made a mistake. Yeah, okay, you're and right. And I come in right. with a baseball bat and yeah. hit him and think, oh, there's some positive in this. No. <laughs> like, that's not positive for you. It's like redefining like, everything to, in life to be positive. I get yeah, it. Unless, I get it. unless he's so one po- of those. So let's stick with positive reinforcement, right? Like, there's, there's some... Think to do with positive. I mean, I think, I think, I think, it, I think it really just, depends just, just, on like where, like the type of personally personality. Yeah, you are. That, that much is for sure. And also like what's going on in your life. Like if you're like down in the dumps, like yeah. it's what comes and kicks you. Yeah, and get yeah. Down. Like, please, I'm like I'm down right now. Yeah, yeah. like we're we'll talking about the incels. Remember that other other week, right? Episode, like, yeah. If we're if we're gonna go up to them and like say bad shit to them like they, them they can name, end yeah. up coming with like an ak and just like marking everyone you know what i mean well look at what happened in pennsylvania with the guy in the snow oh look at that that them. was negative reinforcement like, talk about being grateful uh, yes. like you don't have a neighbor that comes with a shotgun and blows your head off yeah fuck man Did you watch the video no 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 i'll show it to you after i mean back. i read it i read what happened yeah we'll show you the video it's it's like ridiculous yeah. jesus like it's ridiculous anyway let's not go too much into that topic but yeah. The point is gratefulness, because we're getting way off topic here, yeah. but I think what we're trying to summarize yeah. is that through these experiences of like positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, whatever, yeah. we're trying to reinforce the concept of being grateful. Grateful. Right? Because you can be grateful all the time. I think I think it's just a good way to f- always find the positive in whatever like shitty situation you're in. At least, right. I, at least that's not my, my coping mechanism right yeah. now. Like, at least I got a roof over my head. At yeah. least I got, you know, three meals and like... Yeah. And my parents let me use their car. Like, yes. like all things considered, like pretty good. But it doesn't mean to get complacent. Like I still have to like hustle. Yes. Well, that's weird. Unfortunately, the last episode that we recorded got compromised. But that's kind of what I was saying last week when we were talking about my position and my outlook on life. Is that I don't necessarily use those words and say like, oh, always find the silver lining kind of thing. But I don't find myself getting overly distraught over something that's not in its order. Right? Like, I think even what we're talking about now is about order and chaos a little here. Yeah. Right? Like, you're saying be grateful for the roof over your head. Well, you know, that's order in your life. You have order in your life and you're choosing to be grateful for that order. And I'm just saying that, like, even when disorder strikes, I find it a useful tactic to rather than focus on the chaos, it's kind of like being solution based rather than problem focused. Right? You have chaos in your life. That's fine. That chaos is there. It's not going to go anywhere just because you feel bad about Mm -hmm. it. It's more important to think about like how can I restructure and put it back into order, right? And so it's almost like a reduction of chaos. Correct. Yeah, because I would equate chaos to somewhat level of suffering, like you know. Yeah, and you're never gonna get zero chaos. Correct. Know? But like I think one part additionally is like part of that repertoire of when you're handling chaos is like you're taking action, right? So like that's that's really important. Like you have to take action. Yeah. I think there's like something it, that this is something I more I think about it is like something I struggle with about being alive is that the universe wants to like go into the state of like entropy and there's always going to be it wants to go into chaos yes and it like stresses me out a little bit well it should I mean it stresses us all out <laughs> like I think the movie Tenant I was just talking about this the other day yeah. the definition if you read the, like the synopsis of Tenant it's about a guy who's able to reverse the process of entropy, and by doing so, he's able to reverse time, right? Like entropy. you can move in and out of time by managing, you know, the levels of entropy. It's like, well, look, entropy is ever increasing. This is an actual fact, according to our science, as it is today, anyways. And like, because you know this and you're aware of this, there's no reason to feel discouraged or anxious over chaos encroaching into your life because this is an inevitable fact of the universe. Yeah. yeah. 
So yes. it's just like do what you can to manage mm-hmm. that chaos and put it into some form of order, right? And I would say that like when you become complacent, it's the equivalent to becoming ungrateful. Mm-hmm. Like I think complacency is a function or a product that's somehow networked with gratefulness and ungratefulness, right? Because when you become complacent in a relationship, for example, you're actually becoming less grateful for what you have. Because you, cause you think it's not worth it to like right. do something about it. Right? Correct. You don't have to take you you, yeah. you can choose inaction over action, right? And that's the, the path down complacency. Right. So it has to do, but you're saying like the start of it is identifying that you should be grateful yes and then that's going to lead that thought is going to lead to a higher chance of an action taken to maintain this order correct so in this area okay so now like i kind of think about the topic like depression i think what happens is things continue to go into chaos and the steps that you take the small actions feel like it's not enough to make any meaningful order yeah like impact on the order of things Mm. and so it feels like it's futile to like because there's as an element of complacency to it right like Mm -hmm. you're just like well it doesn't matter how hard i try or the seemingly like doesn't matter how hard i try i can't get a handle on this thing still like falling apart right that's interesting that's an interesting like model there i think also in depression though we're circumventing the fact that like there's something misfiring right like there's Mm. we're using logic and reason right now to analyze this i think when you're in a state of depression like clinical depression yes the the capacity to to use logic and reason is out the window is diminished yeah Yeah. like significantly diminished and that's why you don't you can't help but feel the way that you feel because you can't reason your way to this to the to the finish line yeah right you're 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 driven by this like i mean but that's the other argument is like maybe you can't reason yourself into happiness well that's fair enough too I think that's actually a very true statement, and it should be an eye opener for all three of us. I mean, I I've tried. It's like a coping mechanism, but it's all weak. This is actually what I was telling you the other day. Remember when I was asking you, "Are you better off in your life?" And like, do you consider yourself to be in a good position? As you're providing advice for others, do you think that you're in a position to be doing that? Right. Right. Because you've been struggling your whole life to try to use reason and talking things through and thinking right. about solutions rather than taking action on them. Right. Yeah. I mean. Uh yes the answer is yes we, we all do this i'm not putting <laughs> yeah. <it> on <laughs> but i think it's part of like it's our way of like trying to bring some order into the chaos mm-hmm. like and it makes me feel a little bit better right and hopefully it's like someone else listening to this like gets a piece of insight and they can take that and apply it to their day um i think this is also why i'm so into like reading a lot of about these like self-help things you know um like what book were you reading sam harris is waking up yeah so i'm like let's like book after book i'm just like these things are like rafts that almost like help me stay afloat and maybe part of it is like you know some of this reasoning can actually help me find some sense of like happiness and it's not even happiness it's really like contentment because life ultimately is like suffering like there's a lot of like you know there's it's it's tragic it's tragic well yeah I recommend the book. Even in the book, he says it's like you will never. People think that you can achieve like a permanent state of happiness. Like that's like the wushu garbage. Like that that he's saying. Like you you don't. It's just like it's just temporary and fleeting, right? But if you do this activity, you will get 
I think actually now thinking about it, it's like if you do this activity of meditation, you'll increase your chances of getting moments of happiness within a given period of time frame. But that's just one thing. There's also taking action and doing stuff, mm-hmm. right? That's also going to add and provide you happiness as well. So it's like it's this kind of compilation and mixture of multiple things that you, 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 we should try to do, you know, but it's just like where are you allocating time and how much time are you allocating to one particular variable that can give you happiness right Mm -hmm. so it's like if you're spending let's just say out of the entire week 40 hours you know you're spending thinking about how to try to get happy well you're going to get happy a little bit but like the fundamental rule is that you're not going to get happy all the time like it's impossible right so maybe like get some utility and some utility points and some other variables like for example like getting up early doing something you know what i mean you can rationalize rationalize is going to do some stuff you know these thoughts of not taking for granted is definitely going to give us some perspective but you know um listen i don't know the whole picture right i'm just trying to carve out like little bits of what we can try to do right and like have discussion about it so well i mean we talked about maybe volunteering like one day let's just do it let's fuck talking about it yo i listen i signed up for a volunteer service um it's called food share right it's you know one of the main ones in ontario or toronto so I'll send you guys a link. Maybe Please, actually yeah. we'll put this one in the Instagram post. Instagram at some point. Yeah. And it, it's it's just helping, you know, giving food out to people who need done. food. Right? Done. The next time we come onto the microphone, we better have fucking done this. Yeah. Or like just count me out for the podcast. I'm yeah. I'll never come back. Oh, okay. Roy's going to be gone for how long though? Uh, so <laughs> yeah. you're gone for All right. So we're, we're closing up shop here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but yeah, we should be committed to that. I think I'll... I mean, it'll add some meaning into my life. And yeah, would. I would appreciate doing it too. I think that I, I would, I, yeah. like, the world needs it, period. So I think doing the thing, Rob, Rob's opportunity with the boxes and shit, you know what I mean? That that's, these are the things that we should all be starting to do now. You know what I mean? I think we, to get a little understanding of different parts of society and shit, you know what I mean? And It, it, it will bring, yeah, about. it'll bring an appreciation for things as well. Yeah. It's really, we should have done an episode like this at Thanksgiving for the record. Yeah. But, Oh, yeah, we have plenty of time to, yeah. like, to, to prep for that now. Yeah. But that's cool, though. I mean, that, that's a, that would be a good goal. Like, I think if we yeah. you know. start taking part in shit, you know what I mean? Like, this is where... Because it's kind of crazy to think about it. It's like, I've barely done stuff. Like, when I was younger, yeah. like, yeah, like, I, I did some, like, charity stuff. But, like, as I got older, I don't know, like... When was the last time you guys ever did any charity work? I haven't done it. I've donated money. Habitat. I don't think I've physically done charity work yeah. aside from like helping educate kids or something like that. But yeah, so when I was younger, I was like kind of religious. So we went on like church missions to reserves, Indian reserves, or native reserves, shall I say? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an interesting experience. We we did like day school for the kids, and you know their their parents were kind of like messed up or whatever. But I mean. Did I feel good about that? I felt pretty good about that. Let's get at it. I, let's get at this. And let's open a Go- GoFundMe. Unless they're fucking donating whatever we can. Any listener that listens that's willing to participate, I think we should start a GoFundMe for some cause. And by the time we come back on the mic, we're going to have that cause identified. And we're going to support that cause. However okay. we possibly can. Fine. But I actually, could, can I amend that a little bit? Sure. Maybe we should... Let's go out. Wait, so let's go out into the community first. Of course, the GoFundMe okay. is like a, something yeah. that we could do down the road, whatever. Yeah, and then like I think that would be an interesting way to see like, where we would think 
yeah, money society is needed. Ne- yeah, money's needed, support's needed. It's just being interesting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just cool, and then, then we get COVID, and then you roll the, <laughs> yeah, the curb, curb just, your enthusiasm. Uh, oh, 100%. <laughs> um, all right, well. Guys, all right, guys. This has been, uh, it's, been a good, it's been a good talk. Yes, that's another episode of Risky Thoughts. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and always please check us out on our Instagram at riskythoughts.to. Twitter is Risky Thought, and hopefully we are going to have the most recent interview that we've done with video content uploaded to our YouTube channel as well, but you can still check us out on YouTube. We do have uh, videos loaded there that are just audio, but we always appreciate the support, so thank you very much, and have a good night, everybody.